Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 1055thekeen.com and the Show at Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show, Twitter, at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Here, episode four, Patrick Gale Coaches Show, covering Albany State basketball here out of SIAC in Albany, Georgia. Here with Coach Gale and on special yesterday, we previewed last week on episode three, Clive Williamson here, the MW Sports. We're going to recap last night's game against uh, Southwestern, preview Tuskegee and Spring Hill, and then talk to Clive about his business, what he has going on today. Coach Gale, to talk to you, you know, some stuff. We'll get to join us after a tough night, but I'm glad you're here. You know, right on time today, you know, as we do it every Tuesday. Right on time, every Tuesday, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Coach Gill, I'll let you just recap the game for I know it was a, a tough, a tough night for you in America's, but uh, let other people know about the game and uh, uh, some positive you have coming out of the game last night. It was a tough one. Um, it was their home opener. 
Uh, they came in, uh, I believe they came in three and one, and they had not played on their home court. So they they do a great job pushing the pace, and they do a great job scoring the ball. So we we um, we ran into a bus. Uh, we gave up uh, 40 points in the first half, 44 in the second half, and we're not going to win a lot of games giving up that many points. Uh, the bright side, though, we, we had um, 40 points in the paint, and we shot 28 free throws on the road. So we didn't shoot it well from three, but we had 24 points off of just free throws. So that's always good um, when we can get that many free throws. And uh, my freshman um, had 17 and 15 and 12 of those, uh, sorry, 11 of those 17 points. He missed one free throw was uh, from the free throw line. So that's encouraging. No, no doubt, Coach Gill. If you can get your guys to be playing downhill and making forcing that whistle to come out, because as long as you play downhill, play with force, and play and play with pace, you force the official to call fouls. That's what I try to tell young guys myself. Hey, you go downhill, even on the road, they, they can't not call it everything. So you got to force them that confidence call it. You going out here and going attacking the basket, doing your thing. That's right. Uh, we we had thirteen assists. Should have had more. We missed a couple of easy ones and we missed some open shots, but the 17 turnovers killed us and they were seven of 19 from the three point line. And they had, um, they had 36 points in the paint and they had 18 points off of fast breaks. So they, they had a lot of our scoring. Um, they had a lot of their scoring because they get, were a little bit better, you know, shooting the ball and getting downhill, which you expect at home. So they're a great team. They're going to compete in the Peach Belt, and we got to get better. No doubt, Coach Gale. And I'm coming up this Thanksgiving weekend, you step in the SIAC play, Spring Hill and Tuskegee. Um, I know it's no use you get ready for prepare for these two games. It's a conference game. It really count. About how you going to talk about your guys mentally bouncing back from a loss, getting better from this loss, and preparing for a tough two-step in, in conference right there. Well, you know, um, when we got back, they had weights in the morning, but they wanted to lift last night. So we we got in the weight room uh, right after we got off the bus. And I think that got a lot of their, you know, their frustration out. And then I had a good talk with about um, five of our guys, um, two of them being seniors, just about, you know, making sure that we keep this thing going in the right direction and that we don't let this loss stop us from what we're trying to do when, you know, my point guard had a really good conversation with my assistant coach and I about what he's seeing and what we're expecting from him. And my big man had a good conversation about just us defensively. So we're in the right mindset. We start conference. Spring Hill's a very, very good team. They scored the ball well. Um, they they beat West Florida recently. So they're a tough team. So they're going to come in very confident and we got to be ready for them. And then we got to turn around and be ready for Tuskegee. So that's how the conference is, man. Next next game up, you better be ready. No doubt. We're we going to claim it right now. Two victories, especially over somebody. Two victories, we're claiming it right now. Two victories this weekend, we're claiming it. It's no, yeah, Coach Gale, I don't know what you did. I don't know what you did. It caused us to lose last night or what I did, but we 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 asked for repentance, Lord. In in Jesus' name, <laughs> we 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 asked for repentance and bring us back yeah. to winning ways. Yes, and Coach, I thought I'd be good off the air. Well, JR, I'm going to need you to fast a little bit longer. I'm going to need you to refrain from whatever, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that temptation is there, my man. 
yes, I, yes, I will do that, coach, to make sure that we can teach two big threes this weekend. <laughs> give all praise, but 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 you know, you know, I gotta give praise to God even in, in even in defeat. Um, we learned some things about our team last night. And um, we got some great guys, and they want to they want to fix it. And I just wanted to make sure they were in the right mindset, and they are. So I, I love this team, and I thank the Lord for this team every day. So we'll be fine. No doubt. We're gonna bring in our guest here, Clyde Williamson, uh, CMW Sports, and I'm gonna let Coach Gill talk about Mr. Clive and introduce the listeners here. So, Coach Gill, so you, my brother. Well, uh, thanks, Jr. Clive is a good friend of mine. Uh, I met him. He was recruiting uh, one of my players a few years ago, a Division One transfer by the name of Tyrell Williams, and he's done an excellent job in, in Tyrell's pro career. But Clive is much bigger than that, man. He's got a few guys right now that he's talking to at every level, um, and, and he's got some guys that – uh, with another uh, with, with another representation would not have G League opportunities and uh, training camp opportunities that Clyde gets. He is a worker. He does not sleep. He does his most work when people are sleeping because he's talking to international markets. Um, great guy. And Jr. you know what the best thing about Clive is? What's that? Not that he played and 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 was the part of the first team at FAU to make the NCAA tournament. Not that he's a great dad and, and a great man. He's Jamaican. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So so that's why he's a brother. So again, JR, another brother. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> glad to <laughs> glad to have you, Clive. Let me ask you this, Clive, man, for you. Mm -hmm. You know how sometimes on rosters your your guys are not playing or not getting the playing time they want. So how do you approach that with your player and in the front office to kind of where it don't become like sour between the player and the team and the team and you? So how do you know? Mm -hmm. Because I know that there's some guys in the league who I talk to now whose agents, in my opinion, aren't doing them any justice by letting them sit or rock on the bench in a, in a contract. Year. So how do you kind of approach that to say, hey, with your client, discuss, we might need to ask for a release or a trade or something to get you an opportunity? Yeah, for me, um, you know, going in, for my guys, I tell them all the, uh, right away, listen, you coming in here, uh, if you're backing up a guy like Trey Young or whoever, you know, it's coming here, put pressure on him every day to get seen by the front office. Now, if that doesn't happen, I can, you know, start looking around the league and trying to see where else they will fit, right? But just to tell them to go in right away to have a good, good attitude. I think that a lot of guys come in thinking right away they're going to, go and shoot 20 shots in the game, 30 shots in the game. And that's not going to happen, you know, um, especially when you go to a team where they already got a, a known guard or a guard that they had, you know, two, three years ago. Now you got to go in and put pressure on him every night and then also help him. So I, I told some of my guy to stay, stay ready, you know, stay ready so they have to get ready. And as far as the front office go, I'm always in their ears, you know, telling them, hey, you know, I do believe that my guy could fit fit this you know position better um i think that that what i what i find in the league now with um you know gms and and and, and so forth is that now it becomes a politics game right and in basketball you can't play politics I, I believe in the best guy should play right so if my guys give me your guys bucket in practice 
you know, and put them on his ears every time. I feel like my guys should play more. But I just kind of tell my guys, man, to stay ready and be confident. And in the meantime, we're going to be looking around in regards to, you know, contracts and, and, and you know, when they're free to be able to move them on to our teams. No doubt, Clive. I think that's so important because, you know, you know, when when you when you work for your clients and you work for your guys, they really trust and believe in you. And I believe that sometimes some agents just let their dudes right away just focus on certain clients, not everybody up and down the roster. Not feel like having to touch everybody on your client roster and making sure they're all good, not just the, your top one bring you the most money. Very important business, but you know some of them do. They only focus on their top guys bring the most commission. Um, I think that's you know right away. I mean. You know, as a player, you get that, right? So I used to play, so I always wanted an agent that no matter if I wasn't I wasn't a Kobe Bryant, I wasn't the you know, the LeBrons or whatever. But I see one on the agent that trusts and believe in me and understand that I'm gonna get the job done, but give me the same respect and the same time as you give those guys, mm-hmm. right? And when I started my agency, I wanted to um make guys understand that we are a family here, you know, and, and each of you guys will get my time and the same equal time. And I'm going to put out the same effort that I do with the top guy from the mid guy, from the low guy. Right. So it's just a constant body of work. You know, then a lot of players understand how hard an agent works. And when a guy get released from a team, um, yes, he's hurt, but the agent feels it too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the agent them put out that body of work, you know, convincing the team and 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 doing all this, you know, preparation, you know, and I just tell my guys, man, you do your job, make my job even easier, right? Because one thing I hate to do is beg or sound like begging, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I want to make sure when my guy's good, now we're going in there, we just negotiate. We just, you know, talking, okay, numbers, all right? And how can this team fit and benefit, you know, my client? So, I think that um, what I put, I put a lot of pressure on my guys so it's easier um, to get the job done. Hey, make sure you're in the gym. You know, what time are you going to the gym? You know, even if I got to be at the gym with them, all right, I, before I sign a player, uh, I work them out, right? And what I look for, I look for the little things, you know, because a lot of players now, they don't, they don't want to do the little things and they don't want to tweak these things, you know, and, and they, they don't understand that. The game is like that, you know. The game now is faster, um, more space in the game now, and you, you know you got to sometimes be a spacer on the floor. So it's it's a lot of things that will cost a guy not to play, but I stay. I just try to encourage him every time. No doubt, Clive. It's so important to work work out your guys because you got to know those because you represent them. They also get putting yourself on the line for them. You need a guy who's going to represent you very well and. How has the two-way contracting NBA really helped you out with your clients? Because then, then you have these extra jobs now that you can get your guys on a two-way contract, and the G League is getting better, better as well. Because guys love them playing the NBA, but or if you, if you have to send them over to FIBA in Europe or Asia somewhere, but well, I'll throw you to the NBA down there as well. Well, the, what the two-way does, you know, now you know each team allow three, three two-way, right? So um, it helps a lot of guys who um, those guys get three, um, you know, two-way contract, which is, which is um, they have the smaller guys who are coming in either from a, a local tryout base. Uh, this year I had a guy that came from a local tryout, 
right? And I had the opportunity to go to training camp and fill a spot, right? Then now that two-way player won't spend as much time with the G League roster. He gets to play a majority of his game. And it's, it's, you know, in the NBA. So the team's going to need those other guys who are or who never get the playing time and the recognition that they need who, who are not on a two-way contract, right? So it helped those lower-level guys who are really trying to get playing time because what people understand about the G League, nobody want to be there. It's funny because a, a, a GM told me that. He says, well, all these, it's like it's like Juco, right? Every guy's fighting to get to that top spot, right? So your guy got to come in and once he's in there to get the – uh, uh, show what he can do and, and get a playing time. So the two-way helps, you know, those G League guys who are um, not playing as much. So when those guys move up to the NBA and playing their games in the NBA, the, the G League team has to fill, you know, those um, time slots in the game. So it helps them a lot. Um, I love what the G League is doing. You know, and I, I think they believe they're getting their own um, office, um, which, which helped them to get more um, on the financial side, you know, to do more things, you know, I would love to see if they have more teams, um, which which will have a lot of talent. So a guy don't have to go to Europe and play. You know what I mean? Most guys, if, if you don't, most American guys don't want to go to Europe anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not only that, not to not the European market because you got great places in Europe, a great thing, but. Um, and if you're not going to a Euro League team or 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 uh, a top team in Europe, you know you, it, it, the situation will be different from you in America. So a lot of American guys are trying to stay here in America, right? While the European guys are trying to come here, <laughs> right, and play in our league. You know, so it makes the game so much more competitive. I think the game is in a good place. Uh, I just sometimes it's it's a lot of politics in the game, which sometimes rules the game as well. Yeah, like, I, I feel like you like even here at Coach Gale's level, uh, the lower D1 level, a lot of guys get looked over because of who they played at. Not even the NFL, too. They, they get looked over because of they played at HBCU school. They only, like, only one guy got drafted in the NFL from HBCU school. I feel like that sometimes these scouts don't come to HBCU schools and don't do what they need to do. Now, granted, Robert, Robert Covington made the league for my school. But still, but it's rare that you can just make the league from HBCU school now or lower D1 or D2 without having to go through the grind of G League, under you know, free agent, maybe go overseas and come back over. So how can we get these GM scouts to look, cast a more wide than just the power five group of six schools, you know, and just say this is who we're going to draft from? Yeah, and 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 – and I think that a lot of GMs need to broaden their horizon. I mean, it's funny. I was talking to one GM, and, you know, we got in conversation. He's like, well, your guy isn't good enough because he played D2. What? That don't, make, that don't even make sense to me, right? Because he can come in right now and run your team and dominate. Just because he plays maybe a D2 school, um, it's a knock. And I think that they just going for – you know, kind of like a cookie cutter, right? Are we going to go to the ACC? We're going to go to the SEC, you know, and and things like Big Ten and all, and you know, et cetera. Which, you know, for me, not because a guy played D one that makes him that'll make him a really good player, right? It just mean that well, guess what? He does some things, but maybe he was 
uh, more dedicated. Maybe his grades was better than the guy that played, you know, D2. And it could be several reasons, right? To me, I think that we need to start, you know, looking a lot more in uh, as far as D2, um, D1, even I go as far as um, guys who even played, you know, Todd Juco, right? Who could really play. And I think that they got to cast in that a lot wider if they want to um, get a better product on the floor. Because what I've seen out there is it's good, but I've seen some guys in the G, you know, even um, some guys who are NBA guys. And I feel like, man, that, that guy just there, you know, to get a check. <laughs> I think you love the game like that. You know, and I think that once we start refining and start looking and all those type of things, I think we're going to find the talent that we, what we, what we need. Um, the league is, the league's going to be a lot better, but I think now the league is start going a lot more overseas now. I mean, if you look at the draft and, you know, last few couple of years, they draft a lot of overseas guys. I mean, are they ready to play in the league? Some. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's various, you know, but I like where it's, I like the league where the league is going, both G League and the NBA. Um, we just have to take the politics out of it a little bit and give guys um, open opportunity and spreading that a little wider. No doubt. And also, I, I don't see if I wanted to make the draft be two nights. And I'm like, brother, from pick 43 on down, it's probably a two way guy. I want to watch that. And so, how do you negotiate with a GM or if you have a guy that's second round grade on him? to not put them on to or actually give them a real contract, especially now with the second round exception now, that's from a two-way deal, or as the European guys who draft and stash, and just to, so you don't have to burn a roster, a roster spot right, right away, per se. Well, 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 that's the game now, you know, draft and stash, <laughs> you know, they can stash a guy over there for two, three years and bring him back over. I mean, I think I've seen – they just brought a guy over that was drafted in um, five, six years ago, you know, and they just brought him over. I'm like, where this guy been, you know? Um, and as far as, and I think that's why they created the, the G. I think the G allowed them to um, be able to hide a guy, you know, and say, okay, well, listen, we don't have a roster spot for him, but we're going to park you here and Tim will need you. And, you know, I think, I think that should only, you're right. They should only have they should have less pick. You know, just pick guys that seriously they're gonna use. You know. Um, you know, I think they cut it down in the last couple of years. I think it was what last year was less. Um also they're taking these young guys too. They're taking these young guys. So if you're a four year guy, automatically you're you're a second rounder. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's that nobody taking four year guys anymore, right? Everyone is taking, you know, you gotta be at least you know, 20 years old, like 20 years old. I think that's like the number now, right? 1920, um, you're automatically a first round, you know, and, and, you know, I watched the drive this year and I was pulling for Cam, you know, Cam Whitmore and, and he dropped, he dropped late. You know, I feel like he should have been, you know, a little bit more, you know, and we look at things like that. He's like, man, he's a guy who wouldn't play college basketball, right? Did his thing. And he still dropped that late, right? Then you got a guy, and I'm no knocking, you know, OTE and things like that, you know, but 
you got these young guys to come in and you tell them they have to go and play 82 games, you know, and now they have the end game season now. All these things who have never been in a college setting and play that competition. You know, you want them now to be able to play, you know, uh, in the NBA at a high level. And I feel like some, you know, they have to be careful with that. That that, that doesn't water down the game. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, um, you know, that, that will change a little bit and not taking too many young guys, you know, so early in the first round and kind of mix it a little bit. No doubt. And, you know, like, also you sit on these teams in, in a lottery forever because, like, you these young 19, 20-year-old dudes who don't know, know the game. They're just throwing them out there based on athleticism alone. And they don't know the game. You got these elaborate schemes and certain learning a new language, learning how to do certain things in base to high level of basketball, and they can't get it, which is yes. – because they weren't taught that in college because the game was different from college and the NBA. But – you know, it's just what the it's just the way the way the world right now. But and then with the cap exploding, um, you know, with that, it's it's crazy. Yes. Uh, Clive, as yes. Clive, as an agent now, I'm gonna just be tell you, I talk to players all the time, spaces too. The mm. CBA is not fair. People I talk to, it was not very well liked. What are your thoughts on the NBA CBA as, as an agent, knowing with the apron now and the certain things we have the player movement so what's your thoughts on, on the new cba um man the new cba it, it it changed the game a lot but you know i think that it was no stopping it they had to do that i think um i won't say i'm in favor or in favor um of it but it gives teams you know the range now to be able to go out and sign a guy a $300 million, you know, contract, um, which for me, um, what it does, it, it help guy, it helped team to keep guys, right? Because guys normally bounce around because, hey, this team doesn't have the high budget, right, to pay me and I want more money. So what happens now, you know, they end up moving, even though they have their bird right and all this stuff, you know, um, it allow guys to, you know, team to to keep guys and give give them a bigger budget. Now, is that going to ruin the game? You know, you give a guy that much money, is he really going to play as hard? You know, you paid him already, you know? So I think that, you know, in some way, you got to look at the pros and cons of it. But, I mean, I, I won't say I hate it. I won't say I love it. It's just that now... It, they have so many things in there, even even um, you know smoking and things like that, <laughs> you know, um, and and also what it gives the guys also though that they can invest, you know, it's everything's about money now, you know, and I think that's where the game is going, and they're giving the players um, that they can invest in certain things that you know they you know guys people could bet on games now, right. And the betting part of it, so it gives the players freedom, but um, which is a player's game today in today's game, but um, they need just to be careful of how much freedom they give, right? So I'm not in favor or favor. I just think that it's 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 going to be eye opener. We and it's early to tell, you know, which way it's going to swing, um, but you know, 
We'll see. You know, I I don't get paid to make those type of decisions. <laughs> they ask us, <laughs> they ask us to vote on one thing, one or two things in those meetings. I feel you. I think the middle class is gonna get squeezed. It's gonna be two max guys and the minimum minimums, and don't get, that middle class will get, get squeezed. And that since you can trade the level of exception, of trade exception now, that might not get used in July now. So that's gonna cost money too, right there. That's just how I see. It, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's true, and it's true, and I think that you would say maybe it fit to the high level guy, right? It, it, it pegged to the high level guys to get and, to break and, the bank. And it was, I think, somebody being petty who got beat by Golden State. That's all I'm gonna say. That's what these rules of <laughs> the Golden State Warrior. Are. <laughs> I ain't gonna say who was being petty. But Listen, I, that's what I was told, I, and I still believe myself too. <laughs> it it sure looked like that, man. It sure looked like that, but. You know, I think it's they have to do some adjustment, which I think they will. I think they're going to see how it plays out. You know, because I, I mean, I thought it was going to go back to eighteen. You know, that was on the table, like a bargaining chip, to go back to kids coming to high school. You know, and things like that. And now, you know, with, with everything that the NCAA is doing, the rules are changing. You know, so everything I think plays a role into creating this CBA. And and um, the players surely got what they want, though. A lot of a lot of the things the players surely got what they want, you know, into this. So, um, you know, we just got to see how it plays out. But I'm I'm not favor or in favor of it. I just thinking that that yes, somebody got petty. Uh, I can say and say, you know what, they can't win anymore. Maybe we gotta <laughs> we gotta put a cap on this thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think that. Um, we just got to wait to see. But yes, you're right. It paid to the high level guys, I think, more than to the middle guys in the middle. So we just get to see where that's going to ha- how it's going to ha- work out. I spent a lot of moving this trade deadline before J- July 1st when the new rules really kick in. So a lot of guys, a lot of salary dumps coming here, trade deadline, and, and, and in June with the draft, get get their yes. house order before July 1st because you don't want to be second apron team right now when they can't get you. Hey, mid level taxpayer, mid level exception, freezing your draft picks. You can't take back more money in trade. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot yes. of stuff going on. Uh, deadline here in, in June to yeah. try to draft to get people's books in order. I, I, I think that, you know, for me, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, Zach Levine and he's like, y'all want out. <laughs> you know, I want to be traded. And, you know, where he's going to go. So I look at things like that, like where he's going to go. And I change a lot in where he end up. You know, this is this is the type of guy who who don't want to be in Chicago anymore, right? And and I think that franchise now is going to miss a big part of, you know, scoring, you know, and, 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 and leadership. So, you know, what move they're going to make, you know? Um, so it, it's interesting. You know, I, I, I like where the league is going, but also I think that um, they have to put a, you know, kind of read it back a little bit when it comes to how much freedom the players have so much. Um, I think that because, I mean, and not represent players, but that can go where guys say, hey, man, I want, I, I'm not, hey, I want 400, I want $400 million. I'm gone. Now, what do a team say to that? Mm-hmm. Especially if you can't replace them. <laughs> exactly. You know, so what do you do, you know, 
Um, and they're going to take those guys, like you look at a guy like Tatum, he's going to want his money. Now, you don't pay this guy 300, 300 something, right? So mm-hmm. you got to pay me now, right? Now, the guys below, what are they going to get? They're getting chump change. The guy below them, I mean, are you going to be able to keep Ingus? Exactly. You know? So this is where it gets sticky. Mm-hmm. I, know a lot of, I know a lot of teams going to be paying that luxury tax probably. Yep. Paying the tax, but below the second apron. But I can tell you this, the Atlanta Hawks ain't paying no taxes. I can tell you that on for real. They ain't paying no taxes <laughs> in Atlanta. They're going to duck the tax every time in Atlanta. Anybody who says I'm lying, no, I'm not lying. That's my biggest fan out there, Coach Gale. <laughs> JR, what are we talking about? So now I got to go and say a special prayer after this because you won't just stick to the game plan, JR. Come on now. Listen, the game is the game is in a good place. I just think that team, the highest spending team gonna have the highest spending team gonna spend that money. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I can't wait to see you. Uh Coach Gill, uh Clive, this has been great. Coach Gill, you close statements, Coach Gill for, for, for Clive. I would love, I would love, I, I would love, I appreciate, and we're blessed to have Mr. Williamson on. But I would love for Clive to take maybe 30 seconds and and just, you know give some mentorship to anyone out there that wants to do what you're doing. I mean, you look, you look like a million dollars. I know how hard you work and, and the conversation you guys had about the league, a lot of kids don't even realize what they just got blessed with, with those jewels and the business of the game. So Clive, you could just take 30 seconds to just talk about what it takes to get in a position like yours for, for any young man that might be watching right now. All right, for any, any one of you guys out there who want to become agents, um, let's start there first. Um, first, you got to definitely, definitely stay in school, uh, get your degree. I think that's one of the rules that you have to have a bachelor's degree at least. And try to just make connections, network. Network is the is the most important thing, you know, uh, because you can have all this these degrees and things like that, all these licenses. But if you don't go out there and really network and, you know, be in these GM's ears and be around and learn the game and understand, then it will be very difficult for you. But I think that, you know, and, and also learn the sport. You got to know what you're looking at. If you want to recruit, if you want to, you know, represent these guys, you got to actually, you know, learn the sport, know the sport. Um, and I think that with that, you'd be, you know, you'd be fine as far as, you know, a starting point. Um, also, you know, get to know a few college coaches and 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 go to a couple of games. A lot of games you got to go to. You got to watch a lot of basketball. Um, for my athletes out there, if you want to get to the next level, you know, it's work. You know, got to work. You know, it's it's, it's work never, never never hurts anyone. All right, you know, he's got to got to stay. Um, you know, go hard. You know, got and, and confident. Confidence, I think, is a big part. You can, you can be in the gym till you're blue in the face. You can work hard. And be in the gym for five hours. But when it comes game time, you can't show up, right? You gotta show up every time. And with that, you know, just stay blessed and and, and believe in yourself. And I think you, you'll be fine in anything that you do. 
that was one of the the, the teams to call him, uh, Jr. So I know Clive. You know we appreciate your time, man. I know, but but make sure you call it call him GMs back, man. Call him GMs back. Be professional. We're professional on the Patrick Gale show. <laughs> I always call him GMs back. Always. Yeah, that's a bust. <laughs> <laughs> Clive is one of the most professional, hardest working agents that I know. He's only going to get bigger and better. And, and I'm just thankful and blessed that he could join us. We really appreciate you, Clive. And thanks for having me, guys. I do appreciate it. Um, you know, listening, JR, I learned, you know, so much. I'm, I'm hearing you talk, man. And uh definitely love to meet you in the future in person. Um, you, just, you know, seem like a Guy who knows stuff. So definitely like to pick that brain a little bit more. Oh, no, Clive. I got a lot for y'all off there. I can't say up there, brother. Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, folks. This has been episode four of the Patrick Gale show featuring Clive. Clive here with us doing his thing, CMW Sports. Check him out on LinkedIn as well. You see it back his band in the background, CMW Sports. Need an agent. I love my man, Clive. Coach Gale, so JR. Have a blessed day. We're out. BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV, covering content and hot topics from A to Z, sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews, you name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Better Online. When the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 105.5 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show, Twitter at Boss Man Show, and Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's the Boss Man on your Radio. Listen to the Boss Man Show with your host, JR, Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Yeah. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.